In a world where there's always so much going on, capturing and maintaining customers' attention has become more challenging than ever, especially for businesses that want to take the customer's experience into sight, sound, and beyond. In today's episode, I will speak to Lauren McGuire, president of Made Music Studio, whose motto is, if you don't notice us, we did our job. Made Music Studio is a global sonic branding agency that works to solve human and business challenges with music and sound. Lauren will reveal how our team works with clients to create the absolute best experience and sound identity that will make the client's brand recognizable, inclusive, and remarkable. So Lauren, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Dana. I'm excited to be here. Of course. On the podcast, we're always talking to different people in the food industry, whether it be in the four walls of the restaurant or outside. And the commonality is we're always trying to make our hospitality experience better. When I got to hear a little bit about you guys and what you're doing at Made Music Studio, it's something I never thought about of how important sound and the atmosphere is to building the environment within, again, within the four walls and the branding that goes on outside. So I was so excited by how you spoke about it. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about you and Made Music Studio and what you guys are doing? And then we could talk about a few examples and what's going on in the in the world out there. Sure. That sounds great. Um, the funny thing about our job is that if we do our job well, you actually don't notice the work. You just know you love the experience of going into your favorite fast casual dining restaurant, or you love the feel or the brand of your favorite restaurant. Um, So my name is Lauren McGuire. I am the president of Made Music Studio. We've been around for 25 years this year, and we were really born from entertainment. So if when you hear the Super Bowl on NBC, that is work that we reproduced using John Williams' original melody. If you hear the NBA on ESPN, that is our work. Um, a lot of news programming, uh, Anthony Bourdain shows. So that was where we came from, entertainment. But over the last 15 years, we moved into brands. And how can we take our ability to tell stories and support stories and build emotional connections through music and bring it to brands as brands really focused on this multi-sensory experience? Uh, so within restaurants, That can look like in restaurants, that can look like advertising and marketing, that can look like socials, that can look like in-app or kiosk or menu order boards. Mm. All of those places are places sound and music play a role. Again, it's in the past 10 years, if that, right, where those non-traditional forms, which might be coming the more traditional, have really made an impact, whether it be social or the kiosk. Who even knew a kiosk was going to be a thing? And then the fact that there is a sound and a life within that machine, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you think about sonic branding, which is the term that we use to encompass all of those things, you know, I think a lot of people think about McDonald's and ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. And that came out in 2003. So that form of sonic branding has been in this market in restaurants for, for some amount of time. But that's where it began and end. It it lived in advertising. Now you have so many touch points, again, really in the last 10 years, where people are thinking more deeply about how how sound and music can support an experience. Right. And I know, for example, one of the things we spoke about in the prep was getting your brand and the music to identify, I'll use the word Band-Aid, right? So obviously every adhesive is not a Band-Aid, but we use the term Band-Aid. So We were talking about the music from the Home Depot commercials and the sonic branding, even though that's not something you guys worked on. Just I think that'll help people understand even a little bit 
deeper about Sonic Branding. Yeah, absolutely. So when you think about Home Depot, I think, you know, I'm somebody who's in my car a lot. Those Home Depot radio ads come on and within the first two beats of music, you know it's about to be a Home Depot ad. Home Depot has been doing a version of Sonic Branding for a long time. They've got that really consistent underscore for years. They have a really consistent voiceover actor for years. Those two things guarantee you know that it's a Home Depot commercial. And what's been interesting in the age of TikTok is watching that media. You're sitting there watching somebody use a Lowe's bucket but they're using the Home Depot music. And that's really strong branding. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Since we're talking really to restaurateurs here, I know one of the companies that I think the Sonic branding has just gotten phenomenal with, and again, didn't realize it till we spoke, and now I can't stop it, is Panera. Panera as a brand on the whole has changed a lot, you know, and really changed and modernized both within the stores, online, their commercials, all of that. What did you guys do with the company to kind of give it that sound identity? Yeah, when we think about Panera, you know, um, they, they've been going for, for a full rebrand and they've been doing so much work visually and bringing their their menu to life. So when we um, uh, worked with Panera, we thought about that, the, the kitchen, the celebration of kitchen and bringing like all that evocative emotion to the forefront as we think about the, the celebration of those ingredients and how they bring those ingredients to their consumers and that experience and the care they bring and the celebration in it. So um, that was a really important part of, of Panera and that celebratory sound. Um, when you think about all of the experiences and the places where you can connect with a Panera, really thinking about how a, a Sonic and how do they show up in a sound and music way from apps to advertising was what they wanted to to bring to that journey. Yeah. And it really, again, now that I've heard it, I like can't unhear it in all the best ways. Talk to me about some of the other restaurant or food service. I know you guys worked with Duncan, another company, right? That also in the past few years has done a complete rebrand on their look, the feel, and clearly the sound as well. They have. And, you know, for us, a lot of the focus on Duncan, and I, I like talking about, we really we're working with them on to think about in-store experience um, and how they might change their in-store experience. And, you know, I think that this is something, it's a theme now today, when we think about in restaurants, some restaurants, you know, like a Starbucks um, who everybody knows the music experience in Starbucks, how carefully curated it is, that music is a part of their platform that when you walk in, but Starbucks has a feel that comes from that music. And that's one approach. There's a lot of other brands who are thinking more locally. And I think that this is right for a lot of brands. As we think about places where consumers want to belong, what does belonging mean to people? And it's really interesting when you walk into a restaurant or a retail store, the music will trigger in you this subconscious feeling of belonging or being comfortable there. And in some places, not. I know at this point, there's certain retail stores that I walk into and I'm like, yeah, this place isn't for me. And that 100% comes from that first very quick impact of the music overhead. Right. But also there's some restaurant, not restaurants, that's a bad example, but there are some retailers that you walk in and it's also the smell is the wrong smell for me. The scent is the wrong scent for you. Yes. 
Um, I'm sure it's right for some people. I'm not right. their target Just not audience. me. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Back back to the focus of sound. That sense of belonging is really something that we've been thinking a lot about. And the other thing that's important to think about here is communities. So when you have a store like a Dunkin', they live in a community. Mostly the people from the community are the employees. People from the community is who you want. A lot of the times franchisee owners are from the communities or like communities. So does a brand need to sound like itself? Or does it need to flex a little bit to the community that it's in? If you have these sort of feelings of we want to represent joy, we want to represent awakeness, we want to represent life, that can sound different in different communities. So how do you speak to that community? Take your brand attributes, what you want to put out there from an emotional perspective, and make it localized to the community. And I think that this is important because of, again, that true sense of belonging in a, in a place, in a time with a group of people um, that neighborhood, culture, race, whatever it may be. And you think about the employees. And the number one thing driving your experience in a restaurant is the employees. Do they smile with you? How do you interact? How do they interact with you? Like we all know how important that is. The music is so important to employees. Right. Well, one of the things you said that I didn't, again, the reason I love having these conversations is you learn so much without even knowing you didn't know it. I only go into a Dunkin' maybe once a week. So to me, whatever music I'm feeling, it's specific to that minute or that hour. One of the things that you brought up to, about the employees was how even though they're there all the time, we want to make sure that they're not getting bored with it. So it might be the same theme and the same feel and experience, but no one wants to know, okay, it's two o'clock because this song came on. I have four songs left till I get to go home. It's like, that's like torture. Yeah. And it's really funny how some of these small businesses have popped up that say that they provide, they'll go to franchisees and say, we sell this kind of music, you know, for, mm -hmm. for this sort of restaurant, but they're not approved by the overall corporate experience. These are, these are small businesses that are starting and providing music to franchisees without any sort of approval or strategy which is really interesting. I don't think anybody really knows the difference. It's, you know, yay to small business. But some of them do this thing where every day at two o'clock, you are hearing the same track. It is a marker on where you are in your day. And not only that, but you were hearing the same music over and over and over. I have kids. I know hearing the same music over and over and over is the worst. And it'll put you in a really bad mood. So when we work with restaurants, we really want to think about that employee experience. And we're not just being nice. It really does move scores. It moves those consumer experiences if you have happier employees. Right. And so now you create the soundtrack for a, a restaurant or, you know, a multi-unit retailer. And like you said, the New York City experience is going to be different than Wichita, Kansas, because they're different. When you work with a franchisor or a parent company, does it say this is the New York soundtrack, this is the Wichita, or is it this is like urban? And does the franchisee get to choose which one they want to live in their store? Or, so ideally, or is it change? Well, I, I never I didn't even think to ask this in the prep. So this is actually exciting. Yeah, it's you know, it's really interesting. The way that we really love to do it, if we're giving the time and resources to do it, is we like to have a big listening session with employees from multiple different areas. Because number one, it's not something they're generally asked to do. And sitting around even a Zoom call listening to music is really fun. And we do this with restaurants. We do it with stores. You know, they get to, to sit there and be like, does this, is, does this sound like your store? Does this sound like your restaurant? 
and and what they're trying to put out there. And you know, they they have real feelings about this. They have real interactions with customers to bring back. They'll know like, oh, I don't think some of our customers would like this. We have an older crowd between 11 o'clock and 2 p.m. And I know that they want to hear music from their time. It's one of the things like I'll change the radio and put on. It's really interesting the things that you can learn because there's a lot of employees that are really tuned into this stuff. So we like to have that sort of listening session. And then ideally what we do is curate multiple stations and give stores a choice. So you have the ability, they're all curated for your brand. They're all on brand in terms of the emotional tonality, but you have the option to choose like upbeat oldies versus, you know, today's hits. And you can, you know, employees can day part it. Employees can think about what they want to listen to or what their employees want to listen to. And in my opinion, giving people choice is empowering. When you say to them, this isn't just about the music, this is about people's experience. Mm-hmm. I think you really elevate everybody and you need to have that trust in people. You actually end up with a better experience. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we're kind of winding down. My biggest takeaway again was really create from this whole conversation was creating that feel so that your brand and your identity lives with you because I'd hate to be in the Home Depot example the lows where every single ad that people are putting on or everything about me has somebody else's song. What is your biggest thing that you would want somebody to have a takeaway from this conversation? I really like talking about all of the new opportunities for sound and music. And to your point, if you don't control it, it'll just happen to you. So as people rush to grow a TikTok following, as people rush to have more immersive apps as apps become the place that a lot of consumers are ordering after the pandemic, as people rush to get their kiosks integrated. Thinking at the beginning about a sound identity holistically will save you so much time and people doing it individually in each of these places without having a strategy. If you do it at the start, you have a lot more control and your brand will be a really consistent experience for your consumers. Awesome. Well, Lauren, I love speaking to you. I can't wait to hear about all the other projects you guys are working on once they become public. And for anyone listening, again, this is Lauren McGuire of Made Music Studio. So definitely look her up. She's available for questions. And I'm excited that we got an opportunity to talk. So thank you so much again for being with me. Thank you so much, Dana. It was great to talk to you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dana Delivers. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to encourage you to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and share it with your friends, colleagues, and anyone else who could benefit from it. We have great conversations with top leaders in the restaurant, franchise, and hospitality space where they offer their knowledge and expertise and give us valuable insight into these industries. If you have any questions or observations you'd like to share with me, please reach out at dana.zukowski at aprio.com or visit our website at aprio.com to learn more about all the different ways Aprio can help your business. Thanks for tuning in, and I look forward to delivering more valuable content soon.